Welcome to the Marvels, Mysteries and Midlanders podcast. Prepare to take a dive into all things mythical, eerie and downright strange. Stick around, you might just enjoy yourself. That's right, it's the six sides, but the old uh, board shape will let me get my end away, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love let me get my end away. Oh, come on, baby, it's been, it's been two days. Just touch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is an insight into how all men think, react, <laughs> and feel when it comes to anything remotely sexual. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. How are you guys doing? Just blow on it. <laughs> Unfortunately, despite cock lame in the last episode, this isn't a as sexual kind of situation. Maybe we can make it sexual. You know, oh, we can, I'm we, sure we, will. we can do whatever we want. Bo, hello everyone, and welcome to Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders, your friendly neighborhood podcast about weird stuff and ghosts. <laughs> Perfect description for the podcast. No, we are, uh, yeah, on today's episode, you've, you've come to a great place. Today, it's episode 29. We've come so far. Before we jump into it, how are you guys doing? What's new? What's old? What's present? I'm, I'm, I'm very well. I'm just trying to catch up on the work I've been ignoring for the past eight weeks. Oh, yeah, I forgot you couldn't record the other day because you haven't done your work! Yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. But we move, we carry on, we... <laughs> we persevere. We attempt to understand what the fuck we're learning about. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. With you especially. When me and Lewis were at university, we were the top of our class in every single module. Especially that's, that's especially histories and industries. We were very good at that. So very good. I definitely understood everything that was going on. Classic. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, university was a fun time because I met Lewis there. That was oh. a, it, it was an expensive, uh, expensive friendship, but it was worth it. Is that why you like Aldi so much? What? Because you met yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, I don't wow. like it. You mean, you mean whenever I get a chance to rant about it because I love it that much. <laughs> Fucking love Aldi. I love, I love it. Reasonable oh, prices, but they're disgusting prices. Work slaves. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. Merry Christmas, everyone. Soon. Uh, good luck to anyone out there who does work in retail. I wish you the very best. But yes, uh, what what have we got to say? What have I got to say for myself? I don't have much to say. I'm sorry. That's it, and the podcast. That's it. No, No, today we are looking at something. Lewis, you'll be pleased about this, because when we did our quiz on Instagram the other day, you mentioned wanting to do this one soon. And I thought, well, if it's soon, mate, I'll do it straight away. Because, yeah, it was already written. That's that's how, you know, good. That's how prepared I am. I wrote especially for you. Excuse me. I've literally just eaten fajitas, so oh, I'm going to try my best to not be going... Tasty, tasty uh, fajitas? Delicious fajitas. What did you have on them? I had some peppers. Bit of, some bit of guac? Bit of, mange, mange too. Some bit mushrooms. of tzatziki, maybe? No, I had... It was like a form of... Um, it was like mayonnaise mixed with some nice cool herbs. It kind of tasted like ranch dressing. Okay. But I've never had. I've Why never are you had American that now? I don't know. <laughs> 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 but yeah. yeah, they're very nice though. I ate them very quickly whilst watching some absolute tripe on YouTube. Nice. 
Such is life. Art imitates life. Oh, maybe. That was very poetic. Was it really? Oh, okay, fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> right. So today we are looking at the crying boy. The crying boy. The crying boy. The crying boy. I'm, I'm going to keep repeating it, and I know you guys aren't going to understand what it is, so I'm just going to get into it. The crying so, boy. The cring boy. This was not me last night, no. <laughs> it actually, it was. It's actually. This just is a, a story about you, Adam. It's just a biographical detailing <laughs> of your life. Why do you this cry man. every night? <laughs> Bambino, it pierces the walls. <laughs> Bambino, why do you cry? Fair-haired Aryan boy, why do you cry? <laughs> Fair-haired Aryan boy? Yeah, yeah. That sounds That's like a you. Beatles song or something. <laughs> Fair-haired Aryan boy! <laughs> so, just about anything these days can be cursed. Dolls, chairs, my life! Mirrors, and even skulls that happen to scream. Nothing is sacred to a curse, and the effects can vary. That's the fun with curses. They can be so irritating or devastating. But we will let you be the judge of that overall. Now, we know there are a good few curse paintings that exist out there. Well, I do, from researching into curse paintings, of course. But it turns out the story of the crying boy is too much without giving the other stories the focus they deserve. So, originally this episode was just going to be curse paintings. But now, it's about one particular curse painting and the absolute shitstorm it caused in Britain. So today, join us as we don our most pretentious pair of glasses, our largest beret, and set up our blood-stained easel. The blood is unrelated. Today, we're cursed art critics, and we've got some quality works to sell to you. Uh, James, I ruined it for one. myself. I looked at the crying boy. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> he do be crying. <laughs> He's well. That's what... <laughs> he, he, he was not lying. He was not lying. <laughs> He do be crying. Though. He do be crying. <laughs> but why is he crying? <laughs> but why is he crying? Guys? Have I got to look at it? Oh yeah, go for it, Lewis. Yeah, get on this. Look, look. Get on in this. Uh, what you just usurping the podcast now? No, you can't look. No, <laughs> stop. Well, I'm asking. Stop. <laughs> stop now. Boy. Crying boy, curse strikes again. <laughs> That's one boy of with things. an eye. Is it boy with an eye? <laughs> it's not boy with the eye. <laughs> what? Oh, which boy? Which... <laughs> That's the crying boys. The crying boy. <laughs> crying boy. Which one is it? Because well, many. Yeah, there's there's a, there, there's a series of crying boys, but they were d- the ones that are in Ooh. question in this particular particular episode were by one particular artist. So the crying boy was an allegedly cursed painting that wreaked havoc on the British public during the 1980s. What a time. So, like most stories, we should begin from where it started, where it all came from. Any questions going into this, fellas? Um, I've sent a picture in the chat. It's quite scary. So just just beware. Oh, that is quite chilly. Chilly. That is quite, that is quite chilling. chilly. Look at this. It's the Aryan boy getting haunted by the crying boy ghost. It's you. Sorry, guys, can we just pause? I've not taken my multivitamin today. I just need to... Uh... Are you seriously doing this right now? <laughs> I just saw really? them. I was like, ooh. What? I what? You, I have, you have to physically stop the momentum of the episode <laughs> to take a multivitamin. Are you to... serious? What? I've had, not had mine. Mine are in the other room. I could just, just get up and walk out and have it. Health. James, health is important, okay? Yeah. Okay. As Sorry. I drink this relentless passion. For yeah. I'll, t- I'll take some vitamins <laughs> with a nice glistening can of Monster Energy Relentless drink. 
Uh, That's two brands. Red, red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> this Red Bull monster, relentless. I don't know any energy drinks. Red honest. Red Monster Bull. That's relentless. Yeah. Relentlessly uh, monstrous. <laughs> But yeah, that that poster you sent us, and I'll put that poster on the Instagram. It looks like Adam being haunted by a ghost. (laughs) Even though, even though I'm pretty sure, actually, I don't know. You know what, Adam? You are the painting, and it looks like it looks like the yeah. I can't handle this information. It is you, though. It is you. It is you. (laughs) It does say. It does say coming soon. That is true. (laughs) <laughs> you degenerate! <laughs> calm down. We've not even started the story yet. Please, right, come on, let's go, gentlemen. Please contain your genitalia, please. <laughs> Schlongs back in packets, please. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, meet Bruno Amadio, born in Venice on the 9th of November, 1911, also known as Bragolin, Francho Seville, Angelo Bragolin, and Giovanni Bragolin. Bragolin seems to be the overall name he chose to go with. All right. He was academically trained as a painter and began his notable career in pre- and post-World War II Venice as a restorer of old artwork. To help support himself, he began selling his own personal artwork on the street. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Fair play. I respect that. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Respect the grind. Sigma grind, sir. Respect the grind. <laughs> <laughs> his, his works outside of landscapes and historical scenes usually contain the exact same thing. Crying children. Now, you gents have seen what the crying boy looks like. Yep. And obviously, there's going to be a picture of the crying boy as this episode art. So you kind of get the gist of what it looks like. But if you haven't seen any of those, pop onto Google, have a look. You'll, you'll find it straight away. Usually a little rough looking with a hint of sadness on their face with tears running down their little cheeks. They were modelled, apparently, after children from Venetian orphanages, schools, and even, allegedly, playgrounds. A lot of allegedly so far. I think I got a bit excited when writing the script. Everything's alleged. So yeah, this painter apparently prayed. So a Bragolin hung about orphanages, schools, and playgrounds, looking for child models. Wait, wait! He just hung around schools and was like, <laughs> "Oh, that's a good-looking kid. I'm going to draw hey. you, children. Why forget the painting?" <laughs> all right, all right, Bragolin. You, you, you have an <laughs> ambiguous character so far, but let's continue. Not mentioned that Bragolin got his ass kicked on a daily basis by many parents. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Of my son. Parents of orphans. You some sort of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come back. They came back. <laughs> there were schools. He went to schools as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and playgrounds. Not even yeah, the playgrounds are orphan, Lewis. Have some respect. Have some wherever decorum. The, wherever the hot spots are. <laughs> Oh, look, it's a pedo. I'm not a pedo. I'm not a pedo. Oh, a clean shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Though where Bragolin found his models was actually called into question further down the line. It's safe to say that he found his niche and rolled with it throughout his small career until his death at the age of 69 on the 23rd of September, 1981. He died at 69. Nice. 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 During his time selling his artworks, it is estimated that he sold at least 65 paintings, but other sources state up to 2,000. Ultimately, his crying boy works were actually reproduced and sold to the masses, particularly in the UK, as prints and posters. Bragolin barely received royalties for the majority of his duplicated works. I mean, I have to point out, he died in 1981, and it became popular in the UK in the 80s, so it's kind of like... 
Yeah. Maybe you would have got more money. He's already if just, dead. If he's <laughs> just stayed alive, you know. What I mean? Yeah. So a bit into uh, Bracklin's background. After World War II had ended, he was said to have spent some time in Spain at a local orphanage, no less, painting portraits of the children who resided there. Until one evening, where the place completely burned down. Dun dun. Do you think? Do you think that? The reason why all these kids are crying in the pictures is because he like slapped them before starting the painting. That's what I was, yeah. I just think to cry, Joshua. You're just saying nasty oh. things. <laughs> I think you're saying that was an amazing things. sound. No, that, that that was like foley sound quality. Well done, Adam. Well only done. the best. Only the best for the mysteries uh, <laughs> and Midlanders. <laughs> Do you think he's like saying like you'll never find the parent, you'll never get any parents, <laughs> you'll never be, you'll never have a family. That is a flawless Italian accent. I, <laughs> I know. Uh... Bella, bella. Hey, I know. How many accents can we put on this podcast? It's a me. Bragolin. <laughs> Do the bragolin swing your arms from <laughs> side to side. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I will apologise for my uh, flawless Italian accent. It's just too good. I blend in very well. Do we have any listeners from Italy? We've had a few people download episodes from Italy and probably promptly never listened again. After I'm that, so but. sorry, Italians. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for everyone, but you keep <laughs> coming back to us. So what's, what's going on? I'm just so sorry. Every episode, there's an apology. You know what? It's the way it is. Fine. My name is uh, Brag. My name is Bragolin. I'd like to paint a portrait of you. Is that better? Is that better Italian? Uh, um, it sounded like almost Russian, I guess. Hey comrade, let me pit let me pit <laughs> Anyway, moving on. So the orphanage completely burned down, where apparently he found his models. So already suspicious. During the seventies an urban legend began to stir During Sturculate. the seventies <laughs> During my, the seventies My 70s, man said sturculate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my man said sturculate. My man said sturculate. <laughs> During the seventies an urban legend started to circulate regarding Bragolin and his whereabouts. See He was allegedly a bit of a drifter, a bit of a nomad, a bit of an artistic bad boy, but other reports state he was actually a devoted father and a caring family man. So again, it's up to you what you want to decide. I'm giving the options. So he he had kids? Yes. So he went around playgrounds and all... They're ugly! They're ugly! Slapped some fucking kids around. (laughs) How can I slap your own kids? Called them... Well, they're there, aren't they? I don't hit children. (laughs) Well, not my own. I hit children, but not my own. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why, why are we still Russian? Because you need when you do the accent, you need to do. No, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah I hear it now. I hear it. As a voice actor, I will uh, learn the Italian accent better. So yeah, Bragolin was apparently a devoted father and family man, but also known as a nomad. It was a bit of a bit of a split the difference kind of situation, and you decide what it is. But we aren't here to judge his character, but more or less judge what became of his legacy. The same time as these rumours began about Ragolin, the paintings became available in most department stores in the UK, such as Woolworths. Remember Woolworths? Remember Woolies? Woolies. From back in the day? Yes. Majestic. I used to go get pick and mix and sweeties and it was really funny because they tasted nice. (laughs) (laughs) So fast forward to 1985. Ragolin has been dead for nearly four years. But his works were still circulating in reprint. So you know how I said earlier that I think his work started selling when he was dead? I think it started when he was alive, but it didn't 
pick up popularity until he was dead. Yeah. He didn't get the monies until after he died. Not much Moolah Moolah anyway. On the 5th of September, everybody's favourite British tabloid, The Sun, had published an article titled Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy! Exclamation! Exclamation! A couple in Swallownest, South Yorkshire, May and Ron Hall, were devastated when their home of 27 years was completely burned to the ground by a mysterious blaze. However, amongst the smouldering ruins, one piece of artwork remained untouched. A painting of a crying boy. Before this had happened, the couple were warned of a quote-unquote jinx that lay upon a piece of art in their home. A crying boy. Ah, oh, mate, you're chatting shit. <laughs> you're chatting what? shit. Put a <laughs> Mate, put it on the wall. <laughs> I've done all chatting shit. <laughs> oh, curse painting, no. Ron, I think this painting's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the rubble of the yeah. fucking burned-down house. Run! I think this painting's cursed. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Famous uh, Yorkshire no, doing accent it for the there. Yeah, i completely gone for the southern accent over Yorkshire. <laughs> accent, so, uh... All right, dear, I'm... I think that painting's cursed for sure. There you go. Uh, oh, just ignore it, Ron. The house will come back eventually. Ignore them, Ron. You'll get May. yourself worked up. May and Ronald never recovered from the nightmare <laughs> of the crying boy. Right there, I just have to warm up, Lewis, that's all. I have to warm up, I have to go south, I have to go all the way north, and I'm there. I'm at the right point. Ron had apparently been told by his fireman brother that the paintings had been found at previous blazes, all without a mark upon them at all. So, Lewis, you're friends with a lot of firemen for some reason. Have they ever mm-hmm. mentioned, um, you know, anything about... Crying curse boy. painting or curse painting because I know that they show their penises to each other a lot, which you tell me about. <laughs> but have they ever mentioned crying boy paintings? Sorry, can we circle back to that? Last <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's uh, free loving in the uh, fire station in the East Midlands. It's just uh, nature of how the showers are arranged. Yeah, well, not arranged. arranged. <laughs> what is it? Is it... <laughs> oh, is it no cubicles. There's no cubicles. It's shared. How's it hanging, Nige? Little to the left. Wait, is it just like cubicles, but there's like a hole where the crotch would be? That's no, there isn't any cubicles. It's like... Nige, you having a cold shower? <laughs> it's like prison showers. Ooh. Don't drop the, the dro- soap. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a don't drop the soap rule ru- yeah. in play there. Or... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, am I bringing back some uh, bad memories? So, no, I don't remember anything being said about... Uh, Crying boy paintings. Understood. I'm sorry for bringing up that. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sensitive. Shut way, the so fuck I... up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at this point, the crying boy painting had been reproduced well over fifty thousand, or even five hundred thousand times in the UK. Though if that's true, is a different matter. Though the fire wasn't all as mysterious as people have made out, it was actually caused by some chip fat being left unattended. <laughs> Fucking chip fat. Uh, yeah. Ron and his obsession with chips. Ron! May, May just wants to Run. give him the, the best possible chips. Well, these chips just... are going to be the greatest chips I've ever tried in my life. I'd burn this down chip fat's been used. Some chips. <laughs> this chip fat's been used for 10 years without a single filter 
It's got so much flavour in it. There you go. The mould actually makes it saltier. <laughs> the story of the curse of the crying boy dates back to 1973, when a fire officer in Rotherham, England, Alan Wilkinson, had recorded 50 house fires in which there had been copies of Crying Boy Prince, which had also survived the flames undamaged of every single case. Maybe they're just, like, made out of something that's just fireproof. Asbestos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Turns out the crying boy was a lot more sinister than we realised. Yeah. (laughs) If you didn't have a house burnt down, you definitely have something. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate, I've got a case of the house burned down. Sorry, mate, I've got lung cancer now. But my house is all right. Yeah, it's fine. Thanks, crying boy. (laughs) Though Alan himself did not entertain the idea of a curse but said it was more down to human carelessness. The son, however, was not interested in finding a rational explanation for this. It ignored Wilkinson's comments and claimed fire chiefs have admitted that they have no logical explanation for a number of recent incidents. See, this this story overall is... There could be a supernatural side to it, mm-hmm. which we always like to embrace, but it's also a case of a moral panic being caused by... The media, man! The curse in the sun. <clears throat> so when they were like... Publishing the story. Yeah, the the son promoted the idea of a curse of the painting. Oh, okay, okay. Briefly skipping forward, Alan Wilkinson may have shown that he wasn't completely sure the curse was a hoax when his colleagues presented him with a framed crying boy on his retirement from the brigade. <laughs> that, would, that would creep me out. <laughs> mm. Thanks, lads. Appa- Apparently, when when so when they gave him the painting, he turned around and immediately returned the painting to him. And said, "No thanks, you can't. You can keep it." That's very mm, rude. I'm sure that's the way he put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what would uh what's okay, Lewis? As a obviously an experienced fire brigade uh associate. Okay. Hi, Lewis. Thank you so much. Right, Lewis, thank you so much for your years of the force. You've been a right banter lad, top lad. I've got you this, this painting of a. Uh, of a cry, boy, uh, happy retirement. F off, you wanker. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you chose to censor yourself at the start, and at the end you're like, you know what, no, fuck it. (laughs) F off, you. F off, you W. (laughs) You can bleep it. I'm not bleeping anything, mate. Are there any, like, uh, superstitions (laughs) that that the firemen have, Lewis? Yeah, actually. Do you know any of them, or? If you don't grease the pole, you get into trouble. Um, Just your normal, I think. Just general superstitions like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you touch your, I don't know, picture of your family or something before you go out on the, on the fire lash. <laughs> on the fire, lad. Hey! That's a fucking fire, Is that a general superstition? Get, get your roses out, lads. Get hey! fucking hoses. Get the foam out. <laughs> oh, that's actually for electrical fires only. Well, it might um, be an electrical yeah. fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I'll take it back. I'm exactly. sorry, for, sorry for assuming. All right. <laughs> Did you just assume my fire? You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you but just yeah, assume I'm... my fire? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wilkinson admitted that he had been presented with another crying boy print by a worried woman who turned up at his home in the middle of the night. Alan Wilkinson can't get catch a break. Chief of the fire police. I don't want your fucking painting, old woman. Jesus. <laughs> Why does everyone keep bringing them to me? Jesus! <laughs> Apparently, though, at this point, he took it to work and, quote-unquote, as a joke, mounted it on the office wall of the fire station. Within days, he was ordered by his superiors to take it down. 
Heaping irony upon comedy, the story continued. The same day, an oven in the upstairs kitchen of the fire department overheated and all the firemen's dinners were burned. <laughs> what are you going to do? Crying boy strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Crying boy strikes again, boys. Yeah. Crying boy burnt my pasty. I was supposed to eat my curry if I got no rice to go with it. <laughs> Come on! That was cancer. <laughs> Thank you. So, back to the 80s. The curse struck again with Dick Saxty. What a name. From The Sun reporting it on the... Yeah, yeah. Journalist Dick Saxty reported it on... Saxty. Dick Saxty. The name's Dick. Dick... Dick Saxty. More like Dick (laughs) Saxty. All right, I'll let that one I'll let one slide back. <laughs> so Dick Saxty wrote an article in The Sun reporting on the 24th of October, 1985. This time, there were more victims. Kevin and Julie Godber were amongst the list of victims, hit by mysterious blazes, or maybe not-so-mysterious blazes. These additional cases sparked <laughs> a mass hysteria nightmare, with the popular <laughs> image already being in many homes across the country, and the owners now becoming fearful they would fall victim to the curse. Reports began to fly in of people claiming that they had lost loved ones due to suspicious accidents caused by the paintings. This is this is why people. This is why people. Okay. This. I agree. What I'm reading people. One woman claimed that her son had caught his private parts on a hook after she had bought and hung a crying boy print at home. Why would she do that? No, why what, what, why was the kid hanging his dick by a hook? <clears throat> I mean it wouldn't have happened if she didn't put the, the painting up, no? But, I mean, yes, obviously, but why there was he... There you go. Yes, well, obviously. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But, like... <laughs> why was the kid... What? How was he... The crying what was the dam- boy possessed What him. was the dam... <laughs> Hang your dick on this hook, little boy. <laughs> Hang your dick. <laughs> Hang your dick now! Yeah. <laughs> what was the damage to his cry? dick? Do you think he just, like... Slinged his foreskin onto a hook. Uh, you think it like you know, uh, but do you think it's also like um you know at this point is it a good way is it a good excuse to make something up? Oh, sorry, babes, I didn't mean to cheat on you. It was the crime boy. I swear, yeah, babes. Uh, reckon that's what know. the little kid did. I just saw the pain and thought, now's my time. I've been wanting to do this for ages. (laughs) 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 It was a painting, (laughs) Mum. It was a painting. (laughs) Mum, it was a painting. It was a painting. (laughs) I don't... I hate that noise, James. (laughs) It's like a really, like... Oh, it scares the shit out of me. (laughs) Ah, shut up. Get it away. So these claims... So after Dick slinging himself around his living room... The report followed by a security guard named Paul Collier, who claimed he threw his two prints onto a fire and found that they weren't even scorched after an hour. Jesus Christ. He waited an hour. I know, just staring at it like... What, mate, what's the time? Jesus. <laughs> it's been an hour. That's enough. <laughs> staring at it. I mean, it makes sense that so many people were allegedly experiencing this curse because just about anybody had access to one of these paintings... Why are you laughing? Why am I laughing? I just saw Lewis yawn and it was funny. 
Oh, let's do an episode on the crying boy. Oh, I'd love to hear about the crying boy. Oh, I'm tired from being at work all day. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. He tried to contain it and he just couldn't. No, it's okay. I don't even think Lewis knows what's going on. (laughs) When does Lewis Lewis ever know what's going on? At the end of the episode, he goes, so who painted the paintings then? Despite (laughs) the entire intro being about who painted the paintings. I know who it is, Donatella. (laughs) One of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Yeah, Donatello is correct. And he's got his his next hit art piece, The Crying... The crying slice. It's just cheese melting off. <laughs> just cheese melting. So, more and more reports began to appear, most of them having completely obvious case, obvious causes, like electrical faults and restaurant equipment malfunctions. But the hysteria had already taken hold. One consistent thing between the cases was that the paintings were usually all found among the debris lying face down. I don't know why face down, but yeah. I mean, 50-50 really, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. if it's face down, then it can't set on fire and burn. <clears throat> That's science right there. That's solid logic. Probably, maybe. <laughs> Probably, maybe. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem as genuine when you, you say it like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the case, like a, a modern hysteria, like a mass uh, moral panic we've had outside of COVID-19, obviously? What was shitting everybody up? Oh, those, the, those had, killer clowns, weren't they? The killer clowns, yeah. The killer clowns are appearing all over England. and I mean, they never actually killed anyone, I don't think. But there was, at some point in time, uh, people dressing up as clowns and standing on street corners scaring people. What a thing to do. Like, Imagine just working nine to five, Monday to Friday. <laughs> Nigel, what do you do on the weekend? Oh, nothing much. Just dressed up as a clown and scared the <laughs> shit out of people. Sound, mate. Sound, oh, mate, right. I'll sound. watch the footy, mate. <laughs> oh, I did too, mate. I just dressed as a clown, did it? Yeah. At the same time, other paintings from a series entitled. Ch- Are you yawning again? <laughs> Stop yawning! I haven't yawned once yet, James, just saying. <laughs> you listen back to the recording, you won't hear any yawns. It's not, it's not the fact that you yawn that bothers me, it's the fact that you're clearly not interested, and that upsets me because I put a lot of work into this. At the same time, other paintings from a series entitled Childhood by the Scottish artist Anna Zinkeeson, who had died in 1976, were also being dragged into this madness. Her paintings portrayed crying girls, one of which was being used in the centrepiece photo of the Godber's article from the 24th of October, not one of Bragolin's. So, the, the, you know, the, the sun had just found pictures of crying children paintings and then they were using them, saying that. So this woman had been dragged in. Her artwork wasn't anything to do with it, but she was also being blamed for these cursed paintings. So the media are just like... But she was already dead. She she too was also dead. Luckily they avoided it because I can't imagine the, the stress of going through this when you were alive. Jesus Christ. Thank fuck they were dead. Thank God I'm dead, mate. Thank God. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> And that was it. The mass hysteria was officially hitting boiling point. How could we possibly survive this crying scourge? Well, the sun said that enough was enough. The sun coming through as the hero as always. They were going to put this to bed once and for all. I mean, it's not like they started the madness, is it? The sun aren't responsible for this happening in general, right? It's not their fault. 
right? It reminds, it reminds right. me of that uh, Eric Andre meme. How could they do this? And it's like just him <laughs> shooting himself. How, yeah, yeah. How could anyone do this? You know what? I've been watching a lot of Eric Andre like uh, skits and stuff on YouTube, and the guy is <laughs> the guy is fantastic. There's this one where he's a uh, he's t- he's doing like a photography of a model in the street, and some guy walks past. And then he pulls it down. He's got a prosthetic fake Cyclops eye, and his other eyes are covered. And he goes, "Pay the toll!" <laughs> and the guy walks up, and he just keeps taking pictures of him. And the guy, and the guy <laughs> says something in like Persian or something. He goes, "None never." And he keeps walking, staring at the guy. And then Eric Andre Carrington's taking pictures and looks at him and goes, oh, <laughs> with, this, "With this, with oh, this, it's good." The guy, the guy is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the pay the toll. It just, it just oh, it cracks me up. Anyway, so the Sun basically were coming out now saying that they could fix this crime boy issue despite causing it. They published a rather small article saying, Enough is enough, folks. If you are worried about a crime boy picture hanging in your home, send it to us immediately. We will destroy the painting for you. And that should see the back of any curse there may be. Send us all the crying boys. Yeah, imagine, like, yeah, they're getting boxes and boxes of, like, just paintings, and then one box has got a kid in it. He's like, <laughs> but Charlie, look at this. There's an actual kid in this box. Fuck you, uh, hell, it's an actual kid. Put him on the burn pile anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So, Kevin McKenzie, editor of The Sun at the time, said... It could not have been more successful. The prints soon were all over the offices of the sun, stacked in a 12-foot-high pile inside and on top of the cupboards, and filling an entire interview room. In the end, Calvin McKenzie and his staff were left with in excess of 2,500 crime boy prints to dispose of. It's a lot of crime boys. A lot of crime boys. McKenzie planned to arrange a mass burning on the roof of the offices of the sun, but both London... And the Thames Valley Fire Brigade Wait, refused they, to... They did it on the roof. They wanted to do it on the roof. How fucking stupid is that? Come on, mate. He's, he's only an editor. He's not like a genius. You know? oh, do it on a fucking yeah. roof, lad. Let's do a menu. bonfire on a roof. Do a few lines of coke, have some drinks. It'll be fucking oh, mental. Mate. Come on, just get me bonfire going on the roof with Quiet Boy. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, Lewis. No, no. No, no. There would be So, yeah, so he wanted to do this, this mass burning on the roof of the, the sun. And basically, in the end, the city of London and the Thames Valley Fire Brigade turned around and went, don't think so, mate. It's just a cheap publicity stunt. You loser. Fair he didn't play. get his way. But, but it didn't end there. Not wanting to drop his hysteria campaign, Mackenzie arranged another mass burning, but this time at a waste area near the Thames, near Reading. Wanting to really give his campaign a real spooky send-off, he set the burning date for the 31st of October. Ooh. Halloween. Halloween. Is it? It's just wind-up merchant. Wind-up merchant. I can't, I can't, I can't stand you. I can't stand you. I can't. I've, I've fucking had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm getting out of here now. I'm absolutely sick of him. I'm sick of him. To really add some class to the whole situation... He was accompanied by the Sun Page 3 girl, Jane Moore. So, obviously people listening may not be aware of what Page 3 is. What's on Page 3? So, Lewis, would you you like to explain what a Page page 3 girl is to to our listeners? This will be interesting. 
How did you say me? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so it was... So Lewis. I thought it was either of us. I said Lewis, but okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, a paid tree girl is... Um, a girl that is featured on page three of the Sun newspaper. That is true. Uh, that is, I can't deny. Can't that, deny that. That, is, yeah. that is a very broad, but what's the, the main very, selling point? That's a very safe way of what's, saying Yeah, what's, what's the main selling point of the girl on page three? They're usually attractive, and they've written, a, they've done a little interview with her that's really interesting, and uh, blokes like to know a bit about them. But there's also one more thing that's very prevalent in each inch page three. Could I don't you wear share any that? clothes. Oh. Did I ruin it? I, I, I couldn't just let it slip he, ru- he, ru- he, ru- he ruined it. He ruined it. <laughs> yes, basically a page three girl in the sun. I'm not sure if they do it anymore. A page three girl is a, a model, usually a fair, you know, a, an attractive young lady with her breasts out. Full-on breasts out. And it's not like a censored page. The amount of times as I, as a kid, innocently went through the sun and innocently. hit page three and was like, breasts! You know, especially in a public place, you know? Yeah, always innocently, never deliberately going, <laughs> gotta find those breasts. <laughs> the flabby breasts. <laughs> you <know>, Flabby. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. So, yeah, he, so he set up this big mass burning on Halloween and was like, you know what should do? We should get that, that woman with tits out as well. Get her down here. Yeah, that would really get it. Face. She can get her tits out. That would really be good. Yeah. Go on, Jay, get the rack out. Those melons, Jay. eh, bub? Jay, get your <laughs> rack out. Get her, man. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, that that's how it went. So it come to the burning. The prince were doused with an accelerant and set alight. Can you guess what happened next? They, they all burn. burned. No, they all burned. They oh. all burned. And the sun then turned round in a final article, said that the Halloween burning ritual had broken the curse. And sure enough, people and attention to the story slowly began to lose drive until it was almost forgotten about. Almost. Oh, it's very ominous. The funny thing is, Mackenzie, finally putting an end to his hysterical campaign, still showed signs of potentially believing in the curse. When the paper's assistant editor took down a picture of Winston Churchill, which had been hanging on the newsroom wall since the Falklands War, and replaced it with a crying boy, the mystery was apparently resolved. Mackenzie apparently bustled his way into the newsroom at his normal half-run, stopped dead in his tracks, and went white. He went, Take that down! He snapped. I don't like it! It's bad luck! <laughs> What's wrong, Lewis? Broken, the curse was broken, Mackenzie. The curse was broken. What's wrong, Lewis? He seems to have a bit of a, a bit of a chuckle about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to share it with us? It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> All right. But he didn't like it either. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I figured that's what you were getting at. Okay. It's quite ironic, isn't it? The man who's trying to scaremonger the public with a curse is afraid of the curse. You believe your own bullshit, don't you, McKenzie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly it, isn't it? He's convinced himself. This article was written so well that I believe it. Yeah. So the story then faded into urban legend status from the late 80s. People stating they knew someone who knew someone who had lost part of their house in the vicinity of a crying boy. 
Sure enough, supernatural stories began to appear. People hearing the sounds of crying around the paintings. <laughs> we don't like that. Seeing the child's eyes follow you across the room and your general poltergeist activity. It continued like this until 2002, when an episode of reality TV show Scream Team tried to expose the legend, ultimately burning a painting of a crying boy, but apparently with great difficulty. <laughs> Fuck me, this is hard to say. Yeah. Like. Oh, Jesus Christ, mate. You get a whole box of paraffin to get this thing going. This boy is fire repellent. <laughs> it must be the tears, mate. <laughs> the, tear, the tear is stopping the flame, so... Basically, plus fire equals steam. (laughs) Steam, good for the pores. Good night, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Investigative journalist David Burke was involved with this episode of Scream Team and went on to write an article in the Fortean Times, issue 234, April 2008, which yet again sparked interest in The Crying Boy. The internet was filling up with the new claims about how the curse came to be and who exactly these children were. Details such as his clothing and look of distress led to theories of physically abused children from being used as models. So now, like we kind of joked at the start, now people are saying that these kids were physically slapped about for the painting. Adding that that kind of negative twist to it to make it just a little bit more sinister, you know? Make it a little bit more real. Yeah, make it real. Yeah, he, he, he was nasty to the kids. That's why they're crying. Yeah, he, the, he, he bitch slapped the kids a little bit, um, and that's just not generally on. <laughs> we don't do that here. We don't do that here. <laughs> we uh, categorically do not slap kids on the show. <laughs> so all these uh, swirling rumours again once formed the opinion that the curse was a form of revenge being exacted by all the children who were, you know, wronged, abused by this literally... slapping me... how dare you buy this man's work (laughs) yes they were literally raising hell the flames of hell were taking these homes away and all because of Bagolin or whatever his name was (laughs) Donatello Donatello yeah of course (laughs) fast forward to the 12th of January 2011 the sun was at it yet again. They were saying that they had officially solved the Crying Boy case, despite saying they had solved it back in the 80s. This is what we called a good old-fashioned a double sauvé. British writer and comedian Steve Punt, also known as Punt P.I. or Punt Pie, had posted a video where a Crying Boy painting is set alight, but only the corners burn, with the hole appearing in the bottom right on the painting before it completely goes out. Punt's case-closing statement was thus. But it turns out there is a reason why paintings often survive fires relatively undamaged. It is to do with the string on the back burning through first. The painting falls face down, giving it protection from smoke and heat. Case closed. You don't know if that's correct, I was though. That right. Guy, that's just yeah, his that's answer. That's the, the son <laughs> of just claiming that's the truth. You can't trust a person called Punt High. You know what Punt reminds me of, don't you? Runt. Runt pie. <laughs> ah, he's probably uh, the he's youngest child. He's a runt definitely, in was, definitely wasn't a can. <laughs> to that, we can actually also add the actual statement from which South Yorkshire Fire Brigade released to soothe the public's fears in 1985. The reason why this picture has not always been destroyed in the fire is because it is printed on high-density hardboard, which is very difficult to ignite. So at this point... It sounds like we've solved it. Well, not us, not us personally, but yeah. 
Sounds like it's closed. Case closed. Now, let's jump back to the year 2000, where Tom Slemon kindly revived the story in his book titled Haunted Liverpool. Slemon's books are presented as non-fiction, but are largely unreferenced despite being where the true story of this curse was apparently uncovered. A well-respected researcher of the occult called George Mallory had apparently tracked down the artist Bragolin before his death. According to the artist, the one particular crying boy was a mute street urchin he had found on the streets of Madrid in 1969. I just found him. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'm going to paint a picture <laughs> of you. Couldn't talk, couldn't speak. And I painted Another him. word for speaking, couldn't communicate. <laughs> couldn't, uh... Yeah, he just couldn't. Once he had painted the boy, he was approached by a Catholic priest who said the child's name was Don Bonillo and that he was a runaway from a local orphanage after seeing his parents die in a fire. Okay. Now it's heating up. Yes, literally. What is his name, Donatello? <laughs> Don a... Bonillo. <laughs> see? You see? I knew it. This is cracked Full it, circle. Absolutely. <laughs> cracked circle. Completely cracked it. So apparently, wherever the boy settled fires would mysteriously appear. Remember the orphanage from the start? It might not be the same orphanage. Arsonist. But, yeah. but Arsonist. due to his strange reputation, he gained the nickname Diablo! Does that mean devil? Yes, it does, I think. Shouldn't they call him something like Mas Fuego? Something like that. Which is like, Fuego is like fire, isn't it? Yeah. They call me Fuego! <laughs> that was very creepy. Fire! Fire! <laughs> One version of this origin story has the artist actually adopting Bonillo, as in Bragolin, the main artist, and ultimately resulting in him burning his studio down and the child disappearing completely. Skip forward now to... Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for taking me in. Up, Dan. Thanks for taking me in. You're all shit. <laughs> all, of a sudden, all of a sudden just starts talking. Well, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> mid-conversation. <laughs> First words he's ever said. <laughs> Skip forward to 1976, where a car exploded into a massive fireball on the outskirts of Barcelona, Spain. Inside the wreckage was an immolated corpse, charred beyond any recognition. However, inside of the glove compartment was a partially burned driver's license. On it was a 19-year-old man. A 19-year-old man Crying. called Don Benillo. Could Ooh. this have been Ol Diablo, Ol Fuego? The chances are possible. Did this child actually have uncontrollable pyrokinetic powers? Maybe Don Bonillo existed, but did this insane story. I reckon he was just a bit of an idiot. <laughs> just did it. It's real true. <laughs> yeah, that story's real good, that's for true. Yeah. I mean... It could just be a massive coincidence, you know? But you want to add that supernatural twist to it. It makes it more interesting. It makes it more creepy. It makes it more otherworldly. I know you and your logical brain, Lewis, can't handle it. But unfortunately, I'm an escapist, okay? I need this to feel at home in life. To feel something. <laughs> I just want to feel something. <laughs> Please tell me you have pyrokinetic powers. Please. 
Fire starters, twisted fire starters, such as Nina Kulagina, have been well documented. However, this was not the case with Don Bonilla. Donatello. 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 Thank you. The source of Slemon's story is ultimately unknown, and the mysterious George Mallory, who discovered it all, is completely untraceable. Does he even exist? Or is it all just a delicately made bullshit souffle? It doesn't really matter to me personally, because it's already become a modern-day urban legend, even going beyond the UK as well. You can find a post by a Brazilian man, Rodrigo Faria, who says the works of Bragolin bring feelings of terror and illness. He goes on to say that these paintings were also sold in Brazil during the 80s. I've seen all the 28 prints, and I can assure you that all of the paintings represent dead children. Each painting is filmed with subliminal messages. Is that what, is that what he filmed? Said? This Brazilian guy, Rodrigo Faria, said that... Bra- filmed? Bragolin's work... Or filled. Filled. Yeah, they're about dead kids. Sorry, I just... I just uh, as a typo on my, my side. I apologise. Who prints this? Just doing that? Companies, mate. Just companies. Just companies, Printing mate. companies. The printers. What's their game? <laughs> Money. Why are you yeah. up to printing companies? Yeah. The plan is what? to burn houses down, to, to uh, make uh, house prices, insurance prices go up, thus creating a monopoly on the housing economy. Thus. Right. And I'm just saying, it's hard to buy a house these days, so I'd say it's succeeded. Well done, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you really fucked it, printing companies. But you've got to understand, though, there's people out there who want this to be a supernatural story. So when you've got a guy from Brazil saying that the paintings represent dead children and that they're filled with subliminal messages. That sets off the... Yeah, all you escapists just cream yourselves. Oh, God, it's true! It's true! (laughs) I've never reacted like that to a story. Never. I reckon you would. I reckon you would. Find me something that makes me do that. A story's on the cusp of being supernatural and someone, like, says something, you're like, Oh! (laughs) It's true! It was the proof! I always need it. The truth is out there. (laughs) Other Brazilian statements went on to say that Bragolin himself appeared on a popular TV channel where he actually said he made an evil pact with the devil and that anybody who had a copy of his work should throw it away immediately. What? This artist went on Brazilian telly? Yeah, before he died, apparently. And was, so there's was the like, evidence of that, though. I made that evil pact with the devil. What? Somebody must have recorded that. Well, if you want to be my guest and find it, please do. Mr. Logical. Isn't it, isn't it weird how, like, back in the day, you could go on TV and say, I made a pact with the devil. <laughs> no. Get rid of the paintings, you everyone. Say, you say it's weird and... back then. Have you watched this morning? GM? I mean, have but the thing wa- is, though, imagine being one of them people just being like, yeah, fair play. You made a pact with the devil. You was a bit balmy, how, how but you know. How do I do? That? Imagine doing that now. You'd be sectioned. <laughs> You'd be insta sectioned. No, you wouldn't. You get you get a book deal. You get a documentary series on BBC Three. You'd be a public figure that like everyone follows. True. You know, I mean, you're 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 a big fan of uh, particular public figures, aren't you, Adam? Especially. You know, that particular pop star group. Ah, like Jesse Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started on Jesse fucking Nelson. (laughs) Nah, she's all right. She's all right. She's a good girl. 
I think you're just backtracking. I don't think you mean that, but okay, we'll go. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. So, despite all bitch. these twists and turns, <laughs> despite all of these twists and turns, the curse of the crying boy still pops up here and there today. It may continue this way for a long time, or even forever, or will eventually become another interesting piece of folklore hundreds of years from now. One thing I do feel about the situation is that there definitely is a curse. And prepare for me to get a little bit pretentious here, if you don't mind. Go on. It's the curse of mass hysteria. Oh. Is, yes. Is, 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 is mass hysteria a curse, though? I agree. It is a curse because it spreads yes. like a curse does. And it takes people like a curse does. It brings them down like a curse does. It takes away their minds like a curse Lewis, does. Lewis, do you, do you believe in curses? No. <laughs> Why don't you believe in curses, Lewis? Because... Um, Is it because you have a brain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. I'm just playing. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm right here. I I I don't believe in him. No, I I don't believe in curses either. I'm sorry, James. It's two against one. It makes you think I believe in but curses. But I agree I that mass hysteria is bad, and it is. Yeah. So you're saying that mass hysteria is a curse? I don't know whether curse is the right word. I'm on the deep end. <laughs> Please just give me this one. No, that's okay. It could say the phenomena of mass hysteria. The Someone has to inflict a curse. Though, yeah, don't a they? curse because it's like a bad know. thing. Yeah, the sun it. inflicted it, Adam. Yeah. There but, you go. But didn't it exist the sun was the, the rag, sinister. The rag that is the sun. <laughs> the sun were the evil warlock in this tale. And they exacted the curse. The crime boy existed before the sun, yes. But the story, the hysteria, was created by the sun. They're the ones who turned around and said it was cost. It was cost, brov. Oh, it was cost. <laughs> cost. Yeah. I can't uh, hear, James. <laughs> What's wrong with your ears? So overall, that is the tale of the crying boy. I actually have to thank a Dr. David Clark for his really revealing article he wrote on the story. Along with the 14 Times... And unexplained, the mind's secrets. And that, gentlemen and lovely listeners, is the curse of the crying boy. Curse of the crying boy. Thoughts. And the sun. Thoughts. Ultimately, the conclusion is that just fuck the sun. Yeah. 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 That's a safe conclusion to take away from this. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tabloids. One. And the logical one. Oh, was that, that a little, a little um, digger? James's beliefs. No? Your your beliefs aren't logical, James. <laughs> <laughs> think with your mind. <laughs> what do you think I'm thinking with now? Well, no, mate. <laughs> Lewis, I know he just did, and I don't believe that belief in the supernatural comes from the penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God's sake. What? I don't know. What? If only the world could see the webcam, they'd know the truth. They the truth know. Is that your heart. Yeah. 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 It looked like you pointed at my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My apologies. Get my <laughs> get my mind out of the gutter and all that. So that was the crying boy. That was the crying boy, Lewis. Yeah. Do your best crying boy. Fucking hell. <laughs> Literally, the end of this fucking episode is just you two crying. <laughs> this is cancer. <laughs>
It's not cancer, it's audio. Stop being insensitive to people who have cancer. Yeah. Where's your impression? I'm a student. I have to say medical conditions as insults. Uh. Yeah, where's your crying baby? I refuse to do a do crying it. noise. Do it or you're off the show. Wow. <laughs> I'll just do Waluigi. Wah! 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 Yeah, but yeah. there's my crying That boy. was the crying boy. Any parting words, fellas? Because frankly, I don't have any. Uh, I mean, I guess don't buy pictures of, you know, crying boys. Yeah, it's a good point. And if you're going to paint a kid, don't slap them before. There's many things wrong with that sentence, but I actually like to have an ape to slap. It, it relieves my stress on a daily basis. I have a, I have an ape in the cupboard in my flat, and when I come home from work, I give him a few backhands, and it straightens me right out. Yeah. <laughs> What's this ape's name? I don't give him a name. It dehumanizes him. <laughs> He's a fucking animal. It keeps him dehumanized. Further, deanimalized, deanimalized, keeps him deanimalized. I'm deanimal. I can't even say that. Deanimalized. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Did you ever hear this? And it's just me slapping the ape. Just you abusing animal. <laughs> what a way to end. Oh, I'd just like to state that I do not abuse animals. I actually love animals a lot. I would never slap an ape. An ape slapped me, but I'd never slap an ape. Okay, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening. But yes, uh, I'm trying to think we've got any news to give to people. Uh, thank you, first of all, last of all, for getting us, you know who you are, to 2,500 downloads on the podcast. That is a number I personally never expected to see. So thank you so much to everyone who listens to the podcast and enjoys it. And it wants to be a part of it. It's fantastic. And as always, you can find us at our email, marvels.mysteries at gmail.com. Send your thoughts, fears, and deepest secrets to that email address, and they will remain completely secret, apart from to me and Lewis and Adam. <laughs> and me. <laughs> and the world. And also, if you'd like to find us on Instagram, where we like to hang out, you can find us at mmmidlanders or at MM Midlanders. It's that easy. It's that easy, and that's how you can find us. And with that, I think that's the end of the episode. I'm not sure. Maybe. 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 Maybe something will happen. Maybe maybe. not. Maybe. Who knows? Only the crying boy knows. (laughs) Don't don't do that. (laughs) What have I told you? (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) And with that horrifying soundbite, We'll leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a fantastic week. Until next time, we're Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders. I'm James. He's Adam. Hello. And he's Lewis Carter. (laughs) Every time it gets me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, no, no, no. Ball and chain. <laughs>